world missed the sea. But a person needs new experiences. They draw something deep inside, allowing him to grow. Without change, something sleeps inside us and seldom awakens. The sleeper must awaken. The sleeper must awaken. This is Manifesto Radio with Adam Lamb. Health and wellness radio for men ready to create their version of masculinity. What are your values and how are you living that stand? And now your host, Adam Lamb. What is up, brothers? Here we are, the very first episode of Manifesto Radio. Let us start with a quote. Friendship may be the best antidote for the alienation that is the inevitable result of corporate and professional styles of life. That by Sam Keen from Fire in the Belly. Well, you know, the show has been a little while coming, and there's certainly been a lot of things that have happened. I could uh, run off at the mouth about all the statistics uh, and empirical evidence about why the lot of men seems to be very, very tested right now. You know, all the rates of suicide are going up, the longevity of men in certain age groups are going down, and I could bore you to tears with all that shit, but in the end, I have two words for you. Anthony Bourdain. That's right. On the morning of the demise of Anthony Bourdain, I was doing my daily morning practice. Didn't even pick up the phone. Got into work. Was getting ready to strap on an apron and get to it. And my phone started blowing up. Um, and the first thing that I heard when I picked up the phone was, thought the dude had it clocked. That's right. For those of us in the hospitality industry and or writers, yep, I'm in both of those camps, uh, the news of Anthony Bourdain came as a crushing blow because most of us thought that he, if no one else, had figured out a way out. Out from behind the line, out from the pressures of the kitchen, out from addiction, and parlayed his brilliance into three TV shows on four different networks, The Toast of the Town and A Brand New Girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, who could ask for anything more? His job was getting drunk on TV in all kinds of places in the world. Some of us, that may seem like a dream come true. Um, for some of us who've dealt with addiction, you know, watching him every week get just a little bit closer to hammered was kind of, an, you know, if not embarrassing, then certainly concerning for someone who we held up in high regard. So, yeah, there's been others who've committed suicide earlier that week. There was a uh, a very impressive um, designer, Kate Spade, took her own life. And so this show probably comes at the perfect time. Why Manifesto Radio? Well, first off, I thought the show was going to be about men. Um, it's certainly geared towards men, but I also realized that women are going to want to uh, listen to this show as well. You know, if only to get a glimpse into the dark heart of men, as it were. But I also realize that men's work is never complete without women, and women's work certainly isn't complete without men. And there is some really interesting work being done. Uh, you know, John Gray redid his book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, and uh, brought with it 
this year, lots of evidence around certain hormonal changes that happen when women stay uh, connected to the men energy for too long and what happens to men hormonally and physically if they stay too long in the feminine aspect of their nature. Because, haha, guess what, guys? Yep, we got feminine too. So I had some experiences over the past year where I kind of nailed it down into two things. Number one, uh, my particular journey is all about freedom, about how do I experience the highest degree of freedom, not only from the demons that live inside of me and perceptively will never go away, but how do I live unconditionally? How do I live being the master of my own destiny, of being able to claim my sovereignty over my emotion and how I'm feeling from moment to moment, regardless of what my outside circumstances might be. Hence, trying to get down with what is my personal manifesto. How do I get up and live in my day? What are the things that are important to me? This became the question on which all else came from. It's like a mission statement in a business. If it's a mission statement, it's easy to make a decision because is it congruent with the mission statement? No, then don't do it. Yes, then go right ahead. So that's why I was trying to figure out what my personal manifesto was. And then the question became, well, what are others? What could I learn from other people? What could I model that worked and also stay away from the things that don't work? So what I really hope to achieve with this show is... Uh, is action. I know that podcasts of their very nature are things that are consumed as a secondary thing, meaning that you're mowing the lawn, you're driving in the car, listening to a podcast is very rarely the thing that you're doing in the moment. And while we're going to be talking to some really, really fascinating people in the show, uh, mostly I don't want it to be about conversation. Mostly I want it so that you are so inspired that it that you get up and into action in your life, that you go on the discovery, on the journey of finding out what your personal manifesto is. Jennifer and I were talking about the business, thewideawakening.com, and so I was asking her, okay, so what are the things that are important to this business? And in what way are we actually living that out in the world? If we say that we're really going uh, to take Stanford Ecology, then how are we offsetting the carbon that we burn in our airplane trips. Are we planting any more trees? So there was just all kinds of questions. And then I realized that probably that's a question that a lot of us want to ask. Some of us don't know, even know that it's there to be asked. Some of us are so consumed with the, with the rigors of surviving our life that trying to figure out what the greater purpose is or what your medicine is that you bring forward is a luxury that you can't really afford because it's all about the moment. Now, physically, hormonally, emotionally, the human condition is not meant to be in stress, flight, or fight for any length of time. If you look at any animal in nature, uh, once they're getting chased by the lion and the lion breaks off, they kind of, you know, the gazelle stops and starts feeding on grass. And our bodies can, main, can maintain a state of absolute readiness in a stressful environment for only so long before it becomes something that starts hacking at the body. And I was reflecting how, you know, in the CEO world, there's this thing called a 
a peacetime CEO and a wartime CEO, just like the single uh, consiglieres in, in the mafia. But it also goes to chefs too. And wartime chef, peacetime chef, is there really a thing called peacetime chef? Because it certainly felt like I was going to war every day, every shift. And that's for weeks and months and years of constant vigilance, burning the candle at both ends of motion, making sure that I am up and ready. And God damn, that kind of shit takes its toll. So it's only till very recently that I recognized what it's like to actually breathe deep and relax and let go in the moment and just let it all burn down. Just let the whole fucking world burn down, man. Not to carry a thing. It's scary sitting in that for a moment, but it's also quite freeing. Not that I would actually do it, just to play around with the idea. All that and more is what brought us here together, you and me. We're going to be talking to lots of different people from lots of different ways of life. People who've actually got it clocked, who are about their mission in their life. Not as a thing to be shamed about, not as a thing to like poke you and say, listen, dude, why aren't you on your way? Yeah, I get that too. But again, as I said, I want this to be educational, inspirational, fun, and interesting to listen to. So that's why we've got a wide range of guests. The interview structures are, you know, we're going to find out a little bit about their background. We're going to find out that day or that moment where the pivot happened, where they decided that the pain of staying as they were was far greater than any fear that they had for moving forward and how they made that change in their life and what's important to them now. And just saying what's important for them now isn't enough. We want to actually know how in a body on a planet they're actually doing it. And then there are a couple other questions that I ask that are actually set off for other shows, kind of like little compilation shows based around a particular question or a particular concept. You know, a little while ago, I talked about this aspect of owning both the masculinity and the femininity in me. There's also a, a facet of owning both the dark and the light in me. And I didn't get that until last year. In the midst of this mystical experience I had, I heard a voice that I had heard a long time ago. And that was of a pastry chef I worked with named Oscar. Oscar had given his notice and was about ready to leave the resort. And so I went down to kind of clean up with him and find out if he had any last words. We closed this little door and he said, uh, so we're at the bar right now, right? And I said, what do you mean, man? He said, you know, we're not, we're not at work right now, right? We're actually in a bar and I can talk freely with you, right? And I said, yep. And he said uh, basically that I was bullshit. So I started becoming uh, the reason why he was quitting. I don't know to what extent that was true, but he certainly had a lot to discuss with me. Uh, you know, he went down his mental list of, you know, either having or wanting to fuck his assistant of providing safe haven for his associates to go when they wanted to complain about him, all this kind of crap. And towards the end, he said, you know, I really got to hand it to you. You are a master manipulator. You know, I wish I had the skill to be able to manipulate people. And that's when I lost my shit. And I said, listen, man, I've been trying to coach you for two years so that you wouldn't get fired. But calling me a manipulator is bullshit. I mean, come on, the nerve of the dude. And it wasn't until last year when I was in the midst of this mystical experience and I heard his voice again that I realized that he was right, that I had been a manipulator and a pretty good one. I don't know where I learned it. My mother probably. Point is, is that that part of me that was the manipulator, that was the thief, that was the liar, those were all dark aspects of my nature and they were also ones that I didn't want to look at. I didn't even want to acknowledge that they existed in me because to do so would make me somehow less than scary, 
I don't know, um, like unworthy, untrustworthy, all these different things. So I never really accepted them as integral parts of me. And so hence the power of being that particular aspect of me was lost as well. So once I acknowledged to myself that, yes, I was all those things without using it to kick my own ass and 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 rail against what a bad person I was, when I was able to accept all of that in neutrality and say, yep, that's part of me. It's not all of me, but it is a part of who I am. Then I realized that there was power in that, that I could take a deep breath and own all of who I am in neutrality both the dark and the light, the masculine and the feminine, and it's all just a dance, brother. Not to say that I want to lie to somebody or that I want to manipulate, but I do recognize that there are certain aspects of those natures that may need to come to bear. You know, it, you, you get to be the benevolent king and you also get to be the sacred killer, depending on what's happening in your environment. The, the mistake would be to think that any one of those or any aspect of those is exactly who you are. Just want to remind everybody that you're listening to Manifesto Radio, and I'm Adam Lamb, and I assist people to live happy lives. If you're ready to get into action and step deeper into your life, then I encourage you to schedule a totally free, bullshit-free discovery call with me. There's no obligation. Just direct, transparent, and supportive conversation. And you can do that by going to adammlam.com forward slash freedom. So I've thought a lot about uh, my personal manifesto or what I would like to call the manifesto of the harmonized man. Because it seems to me that uh, if you can dance in both the light and the dark, and you can dance between the masculine and the feminine, then you really have a good shot at living your life in harmony, which to me sounds really sexy. That's a space I definitely want to be in as much as I can, um, because I'd like to experience my life as a lot of ease and flow right now don't really want to struggle, don't really want to work very hard at getting anywhere for any particular reason, least of all for uh, making it up about me, that I'm anything else, else except, you know, just who I am. And in doing so, I am starting to discover pieces of what it's like to be that, certain integral parts or ways of being that are important in communion or community-driven, um, creative, responsible, like radically responsible, like owning everything that's going on and my reaction to it. And this is going to be kind of something that we're going to be looking at a lot um, throughout the show's evolution 
Um, and it may even involve in this something like the way of the harmonized man, something that we can establish and write out together and post up somewhere so that we can look at it every day before we go out the door. So it grounds us, you know, because ultimately what I most want to know is how does it feel to be you? It's a good question, right? I want to read something if I can, if you don't mind. Uh, this thing's by a guy by the name of Danan Perry, and it's an article in a book called A Circle of Men that's written by Bill Kauth, who is one of the original original members or creators of the Mankind Project. And so this book I, I picked up, A Circle of Men, is really great, and it talks a lot about how they developed their men's circles. One of the things that you're going to be hearing me talk a lot about is men's work. And I've even had some people ask me, like, well, what do you mean men's work? Like, do you think that there's any work that you need to do as a man and very often their comment is no man got it it's handled it's all good and one of the things i know is that me myself and i have this really innate ability to suffer well what i mean to say is that i can be a really good soldier and i can put up with just about anything in order to get the job done the reason i know it is because my body has started to break down in certain ways and it's screaming back at me to check my shit. I have a history in that my dad dropped dead at 61, basically of a grand mal seizure, given up, you know, just saying, fuck it, it's enough, I'm out of here, I'm on to the next thing. Uh, after, you know, trying to lead his life as a good man and do all the things that were necessary to make sure that his family was taken care of. And I'm not advocating that any of us should shirk our responsibilities. I just know that I, as a child, pleaded with my dad, to, you know, to buy himself a Harley and to take off for a summer or something, something like that, just so he could have a little bit of fun. Because as a child, it was really painful to watch him just kind of knuckle under and ultimately get rolled under the world. And I don't know if he, if he gave up or he just decided that, you know, the pain was, wasn't worth you know, the squeeze wasn't worth the fruit. I don't know what it was. So anyway, I think all of us have men know deep in our hearts when something's not right, when we could do better, when we are missing something from our lives. We all know that, even though we might not necessarily want to talk about it or acknowledge it. Uh, every Friday, I do a face or a YouTube Live um, that I also stream on Facebook, and very often doesn't get many likes and it doesn't get any comments. But I know for a fact there's lots of guys who watch it because I get the strangest comments talking to somebody a couple weeks later about, wow, that was really cool and I really appreciate you saying that. But they won't actually acknowledge it in the moment because I guess to acknowledge that would mean that they'd have to look at their own lives. Now, again, this show is not about shaming. It's not about calling it out. But it is a gentle kick in the nuts to say, hey, listen, bro, time is short and it's later than we think. So if you... Th Think that your life is missing something and it's a struggle, then do something about it. I have absolute faith that you came into this world with everything that you'll ever need and that you can discover creative solutions for yourself. And sometimes it helps to have someone to offer a different perspective, especially when we're in our shit, can't see the forest for the trees. So as I started to 
run my own men's circle here in Asheville. I shouldn't say run my own. When I started facilitating this group of ours, I started looking around at kind of best practices. So Mankind Project is an amazing organization. And so I wanted to, I knew that this book was out there. So I got it and I heartily recommend um, anybody who's interested about men's movement, men's work, kind of the evolution of how it's been to definitely pick up a copy. As a matter of fact, we'll have a little thing in the show notes about it. And yes, sometimes there will be affiliate links in this website. So if you're okay with me making a couple pennies on a click link, I thank you for hanging in there, brother. We all need a way to uh, to keep this website and this podcast going. So I don't take any donations, but if I did, I would ask. <laughs> so right now what I'm trying to do is work out some different other uh revenue models with some affiliate links and some JVs and uh, some sponsorships. So that hopefully it won't have any impact on you guys and you can just keep showing up for some great content because I plan on being here for a long time. So anyway, this book is, or this article is called We're Not Ready Yet, But Soon, Exploring the Edge of Maleness by Danan Perry. I can see Andy through the fire. He's hopping from one foot to the other in some rhythmic way to some perhaps ancient beat inside of him. The flames from our driftwood campfire leap 30 feet in the air, and I'm starting to feel that feeling again. It's the one that I feel every time I huddle around a campfire, and I get very hot on one side of my body and very cold on the other side. Suddenly, I am no longer in this time, this place. I am somewhere, some ancient place, and I am naked, and my muscles and tendons resonate to some primal energy. And I am the man at the awakening of I don't know what. I lose it at that point, as though I'm not supposed to remember. Not yet. And so here we are, Andy and me, and Bob and half a dozen other men. It is spring equinox, and we have come together to spend the night on this beach. Another group, all women, have chosen to spend the night on the mountain ridge. Separately, we will evoke the energies of our gender. We will try to open to our own brothers to brothers, sisters to sisters, beyond role and game and expectation. We will try. We will use ritual and dance and story and whatever we can to explore who is this being, man, who is this being, woman. And we have talked of what to do in the morning, an agreement. We, the men, will come to a meadow between the ocean shore and the mountain ridge. The women, too, will come. We will meet and see what happens. We will try. But now it's midnight, or one or two, and my brothers and I are hot on one side and cold on the other. I am me and not me. I am very new and very old. And through it all, I know that I am a man. It feels so incredibly good, incredibly right to be here with these men in this way. Later, the poet Robert Bly would give me a framework for these feelings as he reintroduces me to the masculine archetype of the wild man. This aspect of the male being is a deep subconscious source of primary energy, which, Bly contends, has been ignored by men in our desire to integrate the softer, more intuitive feminine aspects into our personas. Certainly, the macho, hostile behaviors of most present male cultural stereotypes are in sore need of balancing. This can be done, and in many ways is being done, by men who are allowing the feminine aspects that each of us men has within us to emerge and enrich our lives. Beneath this outer male-female balance, though, lies a more primary power source that must have means of expression for wholeness to be experienced. Bly calls this the wild man in men. But now, though, there is only the heat of the fire in my brothers, and it is enough. I am full as I have not yet been full for a very, very long time. Now the sun shows its first sign over the ridge, and Andy is pulling me towards the water's edge. And now we are naked, and running through the ocean, and screaming. God, I love to scream. I mean, really scream. 
I'm freezing. The March Pacific Ocean laps against my genitals and the morning sun paints its way over the ridge, across the lagoon, and spills over my trembling body. From my belly button up, I am golden and warm. From there down, I am sea green and cold. And that ancient feeling is with me again. From somewhere in me, from a place so deep I had not known existed in me, there comes forth another scream. Not from my throat, my voice, my lungs, but from my belly, from some dark, deep cave in the bowels of me. The scream explodes for me, an orgasm of emotion. You may have heard it. It was that loud, that powerful. My brother stood frozen, drinking me in as we bathed the beach in joy. We frolicked. Have you ever seen grown men frolic? I thought my heart would burst. And then the awareness of what had happened sank into me. There, in this freezing water, for the first time in my life, I felt man and felt no shame for it. Yes, for all my life, at some level, just below my conscious awareness, I had felt shame about being a man. Why? Perhaps because some of the images of men as to the violent ones, the destroyers, the peacemakers. I don't know. All I know is that it had been there. This low-grade, chronic inability to fully embrace who I am. And there it was, gone, purged, released. The molten, churning powerhouse of primal energy that lies within my maleness is neither good nor evil. It is simply pure energy. My consciousness is the force that decides how this vast store of primal energy is used. And because I and so many of my brothers are growing in consciousness, we are becoming ready to own our wild man. We are beginning to honor that powerful inner broadsword of creative action that is our way of manifesting light in physical form. For the first time all night, we brothers shared words as we excitedly talked of our fear and shame and confusion, of the relationships that were supposed to bring us happiness, the success that was promised to bring us fulfillment. And now we here committing ourselves, our man selves, to use our strength, our will, our power to create not destroy, to love, not fear, to contribute what only man energy can contribute to this creation of a peace-filled future for our world. It was time to go to the meadow. The women would be there. Perhaps some clarity about the next step would be there. In our circle, before we left the beach, we shared how hard it was to leave, to let go of this togetherness beyond ego, and we shared how important it is to keep our commitments. And so we walked toward the meadow. We could see the women coming down the trail from the mountain. Images of warm hugs and soft smells were with me now. But as we approached the women, I noticed that my body was beginning to close just a bit. My shoulders were hunching forward just a bit. My freely swinging hips were becoming a bit more controlled, more proper. Others noticed that their body responses too. We were returning.
wanted to remind everybody that you are listening to Manifesto Radio, and I'm your host, Adam Lamb. In the middle of reading a piece called We're Not Ready Yet, But Soon by Danan Perry. And just to catch you up, the men are headed to the meadow to meet the women. Then we were together, men and women, people who care deeply for each other. We were looking at each other, saying nothing, for a long time. One of the women broke the silence. She said, not yet. We all knew what she meant. We turned and walked away. No more words were spoken for many hours. Feelings of sadness and rightness swept through me. We had touched something during the night, something so deep and vital that for me, man, and her, woman, to attempt to come together at that level would have been impossible for now. There will come a time when men and women will come together at that level, but first, men as men and women as women must explore the depths, the incredible depths of who they are. They, we, must risk and open and explore and claim the woman power and the man power that live in that cave deep within and yet beyond ourselves. We have only just begun. When men and women have done that work and then come together, the co-creation from that union will move us from where we are to where we are meant to be. I ask myself, what is this man power, this deeper manifestation of who I am as a man? And the words that come to me are create, risk, explore, challenge, thrust, go beyond, and more. All having that odd, old feeling in me that I have come to associate in my social experience with getting in trouble. Mm, the trouble with men. I'm walking along a beach just relaxing and enjoying the day. No one around except the seagulls and maybe a harbor seal. My car is up on the road, and so I begin the ascent to the top of the cliff, up the gradual, nicely laid-out state park trail. But then my eyes catch a glimpse of some interesting rocks to my left. I'll bet I could make it up that way. Steep, no trail, loose rocks. What if I fell? Why take the chance? But in me there is no question. My pants get filthy, my hands get cut. It's an hour longer, and I love it. What's that all about? I'm driving a motorcycle along the coast highway. The bike is humming, every one of the hundreds of little parts performing just right to create a harmony, and I, as driver, am part of that harmony. At this same moment, I am in charge of this assemblage and only a part of it, a piece of the whole. Is this just some macho bullshit, or do I really experience a living connection to all of this? I feel a balance of me and us, me and the machine, and the us that emerges from all the parts working just right. There's a curve coming up. I can see the road far ahead of it. If I take the curve at this speed, there's a risk. Five miles an hour faster, and I know I'll lose it. Five miles an hour slower asks nothing of me, of us. So what? There's nobody around to prove anything to. But I know already, beyond question, beyond analysis, what I will do. I begin to feel that old body response to my adrenal glands doing their job. I can feel my parasympathetic nervous system flipping to alert to online everybody, all hands on deck. My biocomputer shifts to high-speed data analysis, probability of patch of gravel and round the curve, probability of error and judgment about clear road ahead, awareness of amount of tread on tire. My vision clears, focuses, soft eyes to take in the big picture, muscles alert and relaxed at the same time. We're going in. Not me, we, every cell in me, every gene, every bolt and piston and spoke. And the curve is behind us now. We 
goes back to me and me develops a cold sweat and I can feel my left brain start to ask questions and make judgments. You ass, you hot dog, you macho jerk. Why do you do those dumb things? Maybe because it's one of the few ways that my culture allows me, that I allow me to give life to an ancient need. You see, it is the nature of masculinity to feel and to desire the experience of intensity, of living at the edge of challenge and risk-taking. That is not all we are, but it is a natural, deep, wonderful part of who we are. This is the inner fire that infuses our actions with aliveness. I have talked to many Vietnam vets, my brothers, who have experienced kill and or be killed. They, most of them, ache. They are lost, and they whisper to me of a terrible awareness that on the battlefield, facing probable death, they felt, for the first time in their life, fully alive. And every experience since then has had a meaningless, mediocre taste to it. How are we to make sense of all this? And we must. We cannot simplistically demand that men stop this foolishness and think it will work. It's so much deeper than that. Do you think that women have not been begging and demanding men for thousands of years to evolve beyond their dominating, oppressive, violent behavior? Do you think that simply beating our swords into plowshares will change anything? What will we do with all those plowshares? There is an intensity to maleness. It has something to do with pushing limits, with trying the untriable, with risking what it is for what could be, and it has caused a lot of trouble. This intensity has manifested in ways that pit us against one another, that inflate or deflate our personal egos, and that objectify whatever or whomever gets in our way. So what to do? In recent years, we have tried, to one degree or another, to let go of these macho, manipulative ways of expressing our maleness. We, some of us, have tried to embrace that softer, gentler, intuitive female nature that surely lives within each man. It is a worthwhile and necessary movement. And now, after some difficult, wonderful years of exploring my yang, my receptive nature, I am beginning to hear the soft wisdom of my inner voice, my intuitive self. It whispers to me that my next journey in awareness is not towards androgyny, rather to deeper levels of maleness. To explore that creative, passionate risker, that limit pusher that burns to live 100% beyond macho, beyond any need to prove his worth. We must never cork the volcano of our male intensity corked volcanoes explode. We must develop the clarity and the self-love to direct its awesome powerful for good. Our world cries out for men to move beyond their role-playing and beyond their shame and to unlock that deep fertile maleness that lives in us. Humankind hungers for this good grounded male energy just as surely as it hungers for clear deep powerful woman energy. And the integration of those creative forces will birth something very new. Very wonderful. Not yet, but soon. That's kind of what I wanted to say. <laughs> We're not ready yet by Denon Perry. Wanted to let you know that Manifesto Radio is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you and thewhiteawakening.com. Podcasts, articles, programs, workshops, and immersive experiences. Journey back to yourself as the universe saw you before you got here at thewhiteawakening.com. Manifesto Radio is a proud supporter of the Mankind Project. MKP is a nonprofit training and education organization for men with three decades of proven success hosting life changing experiential personal development programs for men. MKP supports a global network of free, peer facilitated men's groups and supports men in leading lives of integrity, authenticity, and service. Get involved at mankindproject.org. 
and Boys to Men Mentoring. Boys to Men Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that is committed to creating communities of dedicated men who are able to guide and support at-risk, often fatherless boys on their journeys to manhood. Donate or become a mentor at boystomen.org. Tune in for our next episode with our guest, Jennifer Huff, at www.manifestoradio.com. Subscribe to the show at the website or on iTunes, Google Play, or TuneIn, soon to come to Spotify. Please take the time to leave a kind review. It really does help, and we really appreciate that. You can reach me here at the show at facebook.com forward slash manifesto radio and on Twitter at radio underscore manifesto. Or you can reach me directly at adam at manifestoradio.com. Listen, if you know it's time and you're ready to take on your life, then I encourage you to schedule a totally free, bullshit-free discovery call with me, Adam M. Lamb. No obligation, just direct, transparent, and supportive conversation at adammlamb.com forward slash freedom. If you or someone you know needs help, call 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can also text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741 for free 24-hour support. From the crisis text line outside of the U.S., please visit the International Association for Suicide Prevention, a database of resources. Until next time, be well, do good, and take care of one another. Manifesto Radio is a proud partner of the Wide Awakening Network. This episode was produced and directed by Bobby Sox. Interviews and reviews recorded and edited by Amy Lane. Research and analysis by Thelma Louise. The studio technician for this episode was Charles Horse. I'm Adam M. Lamb. Thanks for listening. Honey, leave the hall light on. I'll be coming home soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Manifesto Radio, part of the Wide Awakening Network. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Produced, directed, and hosted by Adam M. Lamb. Adam is a best-selling author, speaker, and relationship coach for men. Find out what's possible for you at www.adammlamb.com. 